welcome to the Autism Mommy podcast. This is your girl, Steffi Kiss. It has been so long since I have been behind the mic. 2022 has literally kicked my ass, but I'm back and I cannot wait to give you all of this new content. But before we get into today's episode, I need you guys to do me a favor. I need you to go ahead and leave me a rating and a review, okay? It helps with the algorithm. It helps this podcast be seen and heard by all of the autism mommies and poppies that need it out there, okay? I want my voice to be heard. I just feel like this is a podcast that can resonate with so many parents out in the world who are going through what I'm going through. So I just need you to leave a rating and guess what? You don't need an iPhone anymore in order to do that. You can also rate me in Spotify. I don't think I have any ratings yet in Spotify, so please go over to Spotify if that is the app that you are using and just rate me five stars. It's very simple, very easy, and I would definitely appreciate it. But if you do have an iPhone, on top of leaving me a rating, please also leave me a review. Any reviews left on the podcast, I will read in the beginning of each episode, and I actually have one to read today. Today's rating comes from BMA 1010 and it is titled Exceptional, five stars. What a unique and fresh concept. Steffi Kiss is articulate, knowledgeable, and entertaining. She has the perfect podcast voice. I can't wait to listen to her next podcast. Thank you so much for your rating. It's truly appreciated. You have no idea from the bottom of my heart. Um, and also, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is actually brought to you by HelloFresh. If you know me and you follow me on Instagram, I literally cook all my meals from HelloFresh. HelloFresh offers delicious meals delivered to your door with pre-portioned fresh ingredients and step-by-step instructions. As an autism mom, my son literally only eats chicken and french fries. Chicken and french fries, chicken and french fries in the air fryer every single day without fail. He loves it. We don't like to fight in this house, so I just give him his chicken for the most part. The air fryer has saved my life, so he's not ingesting so many fatty oils and things of that nature, but I don't want to eat chicken and french fries every day. So HelloFresh has literally saved my life. I am chefing up great meals. I made beef tostadas the other day, which were delicious, by the way. They have all types of vegan, calorie smart options, and you can pick and choose what meals you want to be delivered to you. You can substitute proteins. You can make them vegetarian. It's it's just amazing, especially for a single mom like me who doesn't want to waste tons of food. The pre-portioned and pre-packaged ingredients are so helpful, super fast, super easy cleanup step-by-step instructions that are easy to follow and you don't need to be a chef in order to chef it up in the kitchen so in the description down below there will be a link in order for you to get your first box of HelloFresh they are also offering my listeners $120 off their first few orders so just make sure you check it out and let's get into today's episode 
Hey guys, welcome to the Autism Mommy Podcast. This is your girl, Steffi Kiss. Today, I am happy to be joined by one of my fellow autism mommies, Genesis. Me and her met on Instagram um, because she is a fellow autism mother and an advocate for all things autism. And she's actually also from New York, like I am. Genesis, if you could introduce yourself, please. Hey guys, my name is Genesis. Very nice to meet you. I'm an autism mommy, like Stephanie said, and I'm also a mommy of three other children. So in total, I have four boys. Oh, wow. I know you are busy, girl. <laughs> busy, busy. <laughs> boys are no joke Very at all, busy. just in general. They have so much yeah. energy and I'm sure they're eating you out of house and home. <laughs> yes. Got to keep up with them. It's too much. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into our first segment. And it's something I like to call, Hey Ma, What's Up? And it's just basically where we catch up. I have been a terrible podcaster. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I literally have not recorded an episode since like December 29th, maybe the 30th. I don't even remember. It has been so long. This will be probably my first episode in 2022. So... Okay. It's it's been a rough it's been a rough couple of months to be honest, you know. Um I started off 2022 me, my son, my mom, my stepdad, we all had covid. So we were stuck in the house for like, you know, 10 days. Luckily, you know, God knows what he does because I don't yes. even know how I would have managed having covid being in Florida by myself. I recently moved to Florida from New York City back in August, and I'm, I have some family down here, but essentially it's just me and my son, you know, day in and day out, it's just yeah. us. So having my mom and my stepdad here, even though they were also sick, it still alleviated some pressure. It's a blessing. For sure, yes. for sure. So that Absolutely. is how we started 2022. And then from there, I don't know... I don't know what happened, to be honest. My creative juices, they just went kaput. I couldn't focus on doing anything for the podcast. And I had such a streak going. Like, you guys know I did 25 Days of Podmas. So I released a mini episode every day for the first 25 days of December. So I was on a roll. And I wow. feel like I kind of burnt myself out, maybe. I don't know, but I went into January and I wanted to record and I wanted to, you know, talk about this topic that is so near and dear to my heart and I just couldn't do it. Um, but now it's the middle of March <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to finally get back into the swing of things. Um, how was your first three months of the year? So I can say I agree with you. Um the whole pandemic has been very challenging for us all. Um, a lot of people, you know, got COVID. I have people in my family who had it. Um, even people in my household had it. Um, just the kids being out of school, homeschooling. You already know we run so mm -hmm. many titles. And on top of that, we had to be like real teachers, hands on, day by day. And then, you know, being that I have four children, that's four different right. schools, four different needs. Um, so it, it it was very stressful. I had to like always keep my my head on my shoulders to make sure I'm I'm fine because if I'm fine, mm -hmm. they'll be fine. You know, so I have to make sure I always take care of myself. 
Um, but yeah, it was a very challenging year when they went back to school. Oh, I saw glory. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yes, it was so much better. But we're managing, you know, trying to get back into routine and everything mm-hmm. normal. Definitely, definitely. Getting into routine is very important. I say that all the time. But also you said something that is also like a, a mantra for me. You know, you have to make sure that you take care yes. of yourself first and foremost before you can even attempt to take care of anybody else. If you're not doing well, Absolutely. then how can you expect the people who are dependent on you to do well or to be cared for, you know? Exactly. Another part of this, the first three months of this year is I started actually going back to the gym consistently. And that has been, for me, it's always been ups and downs, you know, highs and lows. And again, it all comes back to motivations. And I'm just trying to get myself motivated again. And I feel like once I get to a point where it becomes part of like my routine, it becomes part of an of a habit, then it's easier for me. You yeah. know, I get up, I drop my son off at school, which again, I'm so happy that he went back to in-person school because that was a hassle and a headache and all types of craziness. It was it, hard. It, it was really hard. It was really hard. And yeah. it's like, um, just to get into that really quickly, my son loves technology. I don't know how your son is with like technology and things like that. Yeah, they like yeah. it so. <laughs> but when it came to sitting down for school, it was like he didn't want to touch the laptop. He didn't want to do anything with mm-hmm. it and it's just like I, I don't I, I don't know what to do here. It was so yeah. difficult. So finally getting him into a school, as I mentioned, I recently moved to Florida and we got him into a specialized school for That's kids, great. you know, on the spectrum. And it's amazing because it's just a small school. There's literally 20 okay. kids in the entire school. Wow. Yeah. That's it's great. so good. And, and they're That's more fo- focused on day-to-day life skills and you know just things like that as opposed to like curriculum yeah because I don't know how you feel but for me I'm not worried about a curriculum for my child me either he doesn't need to know who this 27th president of the United States I don't care he needs to know how to take care of himself he needs to know how to how to be independent yes how to deal in the real world exactly you know um so that was basically the first three months of the year for me. Um, I did want to go into our second segment, which is mommy motivation. And it's something that we have been touching on a lot in the first seven minutes of this podcast. Yes. And it's routine. Because I feel like for kids in general, routine is a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. But especially kids on the spectrum, yes. it's like they thrive, off of having a routine. Yeah. You know, they are an intricate part of an autism family. Could you provide any examples where implementing a routine has helped your child progress or learn a new skill? Yes. So, um, yes, I'm very big on that, on the whole routine and being very hands-on with him. And when I, when I put a goal in place, I focus on that one goal. And I just work on it, work on it. I'm very consistent with it. So either he has accomplished it or we're almost there, you know, or he, he knows it very well. 
Um, mm-hmm. But definitely, I we do the same thing. It's a pattern. Every day in my house is a pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, from the moment he wakes up to the moment he goes to sleep is the same exact mm-hmm. thing. And that goes from where his stuff is put, um, the things that he has to get done throughout the day, what happens when he gets back from school, what we have to get done, the time I take him to the, the toilet for potty training. All of that is routine. It's like an army mm-hmm. in my house, you know? <laughs> um, and it's just, it comes naturally. Being an autism mom, it's naturally. Because like you said, it's like they, they live off of it, you know? They mm-hmm. will put you on routine themselves. Because they like certain <laughs> things a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually you just get used to it. And I feel like it works very well, you know? It keeps them comfortable. It keeps them focused. And everything flows well, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I have been trying to get Ethan. My son is 12. He'll be 13 in July. So he's a big boy. Big boy. Big boy. How old is your son? Mason just turned 11. Oh, okay. Well, he's yeah. another big boy. Yeah, <laughs> Double getting digits. Big. That's it, it's so crazy how how fast they grow. But for me, when we moved out here, you know, we had more space. You know, yeah. we have the house and he has his own room and, you know, bathroom and what, all of that. So I wanted to focus on his daily hygiene, maintenance, you know, all of that. That was a yeah. big focus for me. And, you know, every morning... If you follow me on Instagram, then you know we do the the brushing our teeth song. Mm-hmm. And for as long as I'm singing that song is as long as he's brushing his teeth. And that yes. shows him that, you know what, this is how long you have to brush your teeth for. Because before he'd be like, one, two, one, and two, it. and then spit. And I'm like, no, you have to actually yeah. brush every single tooth, every side, top, bottom, front. Yeah. Um, and then we... He gets in the shower and I mimic, basically he's in the shower, I'm outside the shower and I mimic to him what body parts he has to hit and we we count to 10 for okay. each body part. So that's, that's become something. And the other morning, I think it was Friday or Thursday, it was recently, sometime the end of last week, um, I had to leave him in the bathroom for whatever reason. I forgot why. I think... I had to get something in the kitchen. I don't, I just walked out of the bathroom and I come back into the bathroom and he's counting as he's washing himself. And I'm just, Aww. I literally almost cried. Like, I was just like, you're doing so good, Poppy. Like, I could not believe it. That's amazing. He, and it's because it, it was, I can cry right now just thinking about it because it was just, it was so amazing because he's, he's been doing this routine since September essentially. Mm -hmm. He knows like, okay, mommy's not here, but if I'm in the shower, I'm supposed to be washing myself and I'm counting to 10 and you know, he'll, he'll wash himself. He'll wash everything off. He gets out the shower, then he brushes his teeth and then he knows that it's time to wash his face because little boys be having pimples. I don't know about your son yet, (laughs) but these pimples (laughs) on his face. (laughs) They do, they do. My my ten year old actually is the one that's been developing all of this, and I'm like, but why? Where? <laughs> it's crazy. It's the hormones, and I'm just yes. like, you have to wash your face. You have to make sure you scrub it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you have to count to ten. Um, yes. And then another thing that I've implemented with him is I've labeled all of his clothes in his room. Right. So we have a drawer for his underwears and his socks, his shirts, his you know. Basically all of his things and then in his closet. Yeah. He likes his he likes his t-shirts hung up. He okay. doesn't like them folded. <laughs> That's nice. So they're 
<laughs> they're hung up in the closet and <laughs> I have him now picking out his own clothes. Now, sometimes he comes out of there looking kind of crazy, mm. but I'm just like, who cares? Yeah. Who give cares? him the chance to, you know, that's a part of being independent too. So that's a good thing. And just watching him in the closet, looking through his shirts. Like sometimes I'm just standing there like he's actually there picking what she's yeah. looking. He's like, no, then he'll go back. And I, I can see him actually thinking and putting in thought of yeah. what he wants to wear. And a year ago, that he, didn't, he couldn't even put his shirt on. He didn't know what side was front and what side was back. You That's know? Amazing. So it's like all of these all of these improvements and just he's getting so much better. And just because of the routine exactly. that I have implemented into his life, you know? Yes. Um, so let me ask you, has putting your kids on a routine, I know you said you're like a drill sergeant and it's like the army in your house. <laughs> has that helped you in your own personal life in any way? Absolutely. Because like every day is a challenge. We have to get out of the house by a certain time, get them to school by a certain time. Everything is like, you know, so mm -hmm. being in a routine, they already know what they have to get done. We have to mm -hmm. finish quickly. So I feel like everything is very organized, you know, mm -hmm. um, more than if you just have everybody, Hey, you're doing this, this, uh, you're doing that. And then we don't know what time we're getting out of the house, you know? So <laughs> I've chaos. always, and yes. And when you mentioned the whole clothes label and I, that's me. All mm -hmm. of their clothes is labeled. Underwear, socks. It says Mason shirts, Ethan shirts. I have an Ethan too. Um, Jay shirts, Kason shirts. Like nobody can get confused in my house. You know where's your stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. It's the only way to be able to survive I, as a mother, period. <laughs> Whether mm -hmm. you have an, a, a child with autism or not, I feel like routine is extremely important. Very important. Yes. It, it is very, very important. Um, yes. Do you have like a visual, it's not like, a, I don't want to, I want to say calendar, but that's not the word. Like a visual system where it's like, okay, so this is breakfast or this is the morning time. We're doing this, this and that. Like a yeah. peck system kind of situation. So I have something in their room, but they're already so used to it that we don't even go by it anymore. But at first, mm -hmm. yeah, I had ordered one from Amazon. It worked out pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the one that I write in it with a pen. Uh, okay. marker sorry and i will put everything wake up go brush your teeth shower breakfast like everything literally that i want them to have done by a certain mm -hmm. time each day there and they will get back like hey and you know i'll put like a little star next to it just to keep them motivated yeah um yeah sometimes even at the end of the week i'll be like you know what we're gonna go get something because you guys did great this week and like just to keep them you know Mm -hmm. excited to because to, listen kids sometimes they give a hard time oh, so yeah. and it's it's not gonna be easy but if you can keep them motivated with something anything um i feel mm -hmm. like it makes it much easier yeah for sure you need that they need that motivation like that is definitely everyone needs motivation um for me, when it came to putting Ethan on a routine, I feel like that also helped me get my life kind of in order as well, because it's like, I had no choice but to, like you said, he put yeah. my life on a routine, whether I wanted it or not, right? He wanted things a certain way. If he didn't, if there was any change to the routine, it was like meltdowns and craziness. And he's like, what are you doing to me? Like, I don't even understand. <laughs> 
So yes. regardless, I had to get myself into routine. We know we wake up in the morning. He takes a shower. He brushes his teeth. He washes his face. He gets dressed. He eats breakfast. And then mommy gets ready and we leave. Like yes. that is just, that's every morning when we get home, he puts his book bag away. They don't really give him homework where he is. His school is not okay. really, they're not really homework yeah. based. Um, So he comes, he brings his, he puts his book bag away mm-hmm. and then he knows he's going to have a snack when we get home. Yeah. So it's like, that's already a routine. I, and it put me in such a routine that I feel like my house is more put together now. You know, I'm actually more clean than I ever was in my life. Like, not that I was dirty, but you know, like I was, I I was like a string in the wind, you know, like I was just like, I'll get to it when I get to it. But now it's like, it's rigid. It is like kind of like a military kind of home, but I've taken that inspiration and put it into like my workouts and things like that. So now literally Monday through Sunday, I have a schedule. My only free day, quote unquote, where we don't have like a strict schedule is Saturday. Because that's like, I don't know what errands I have to run. I might might have to go to this store, that store, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Especially Monday through Friday, I know I drop him off. I go to the gym. I door dash until I have to get him from school. And then I get him and it's back to his schedule. Until it's 10 o'clock and he goes to bed. Yeah. So it's, it definitely has helped me figure out my life and what I need to get done and how I can get it done, just basically yeah. working around what he needs. Exactly. Yeah. So what advice would you give a new autism mom, someone who just found out that their kid was newly diagnosed when it comes to building routines for their family? So if your child was diagnosed at an early age, which is what's common, um, it's going to be challenging because you're now dealing with a toddler. And on top of that, you now you have the autism. Mm-hmm. So you have to like kind of work with both together at the same time. And being that you're a new parent, you know, you just, you just got the diagnosis. Everything is kind of like settling in your head, mixed emotions, everything. Um, the best thing you can do is try to take it day by day. Learn Mm -hmm. from your child because each day is going to be something different that Mm -hmm. you're going to learn, experience. Um, I feel like it comes naturally, honestly. You know, you get you get to your child teaches you on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You learn from your child, you teach your child. It's kind of like a combination. Um, But definitely, I recommend putting them on, on a routine and a schedule from very young, because the earlier they learn, the better it is as they're getting older. Mm-hmm. And our children are extremely smart, you know. Yes. I, I, I. To me, it's a little funny when certain people like doubt their ability of understanding things and mm-hmm. learning things because they're extremely smart. Mm-hmm. Um, the verbal ones, nonverbal ones. I've been around many children with autism, and they're very smart. They just learn differently, you know. Exactly. Um. So don't. How can I put it? Don't doubt your child's potential mm-hmm. because they have a lot of it. Yes. Put them on a routine. Put them on a schedule from very young. What time is bedtime? What time you're going to wake up? What we're going to do at this time? What time we're brushing our teeth? Everything. And as they're getting older, they'll be used to the pattern mm-hmm. and it'll be much easier. Yes. that I'm glad yeah. you said that um, because what I wanted to add to that would be even if it's not working in the beginning, that doesn't mean that you have to give up on that path or that plan. Because I feel like 
I've been trying to get Ethan in routine since, you know, he was diagnosed when he was two and a half. So we've been trying to get some sort of routine in place for almost 10 years at this point, right? And I feel like now is when he's really grasping it, really understanding what it is to have a routine, you know, you know, taking initiative within the routines as well. It takes Mm -hmm. time. You have to have patience. Yes, it does. Patience and be very consistent consistency is I, key. I advocate about that all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent. And what I like to do is that I like to take one, clearly you're going to have many goals with your child. Right. But I like to take one goal at a time. Mm-hmm. It can get very overwhelming for you to teach them a bunch of stuff at the same time, you know? Right. One thing at a time, focus on that goal. It doesn't matter if it takes you a month to 10 years, like you said. Mm-hmm. If you're hopeful and you have faith, it can get done. It's not impossible, you know? That is um, I, I still have things that I work on with Mason day to day, like brushing teeth. We're still going through that. Mm-hmm. He's better than he was a year ago. I can tell you that. Exactly. A year ago, I couldn't even like show him a toothbrush. He'll run, <laughs> crying. Yes. You know, now I can actually like brush his teeth, but uh-huh. he still needs like the hands on and the assisting. Right. And me pushing him and encouraging him and all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very hopeful that maybe a year from now, even if it takes two, three years from now, he'll be doing it on his own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just have to stay on top of them, consistent. Don't give up. Have patience, how you say. It can get done. Mm-hmm. Don't you know, apply other people's you know, timelines on your kid. Exactly. Because every child is, is completely different, whether autistic or not, they are just different point blank. Every kid is different. So, you know, don't apply those timelines or other people's timelines on your child. You're going to have to go at their pace and it'll, it'll happen. Like you said, it might be one year, it might be two years, it might be five years, you know, but it'll happen as long as, like you said, you stay consistent. That is extremely, extremely important. All right. Exactly. So we're going to get into our last segment, which is views from an autism mommy. And this is where I find questions on the internet, whether it be, you know, Facebook groups or Reddit posts and things like that. And I just read them and I give my two cents and have my guests also give their two cents. Okay. So this is a question from Reddit and it says parenting children on the spectrum. Hello, everyone. I am new here, and I was hoping to find other moms with children on the spectrum. I am at a total loss with my eight-year-old. He has ADHD, and I find it I find it very likely that he's on the spectrum somewhere. We have done the online assessments. So far, it's told us he's very likely autistic. I've also heard and read that ADHD and autism go hand in hand. So I guess I am just looking for some advice in the parenting department. I have no patience and my husband doesn't either. The problem is my husband also has ADHD. So we argue because I'm like, you of all people should understand. I personally struggle Mm -hmm. with sensory overload, which is where my, which is where my parents get lost. My son constantly moves around. Even in his seat, he wiggles. He also repeats certain sounds over and over and over again. Here lately, it's been three. It's been Sheesh and Hoya. His sister, who is three, gets very bothered by his constant talking and noise because he is up and at it bright and early. His sister is just trying to enjoy her breakfast and is easily grumpy. He also tends to cry at everything but especially when we raise our voices or yell. But otherwise, nothing works. 
We have tried gentle parenting, but then he just walks all over us. Again, I'm I'm just at such a loss because I want my family to get along. I just want him to listen. I just want the constant crying to stop. It honestly breaks my heart because it seems like he's always in trouble and crying. No one should have to live that way. And I know from experience, I just want to break the cycle and do better for him. So any advice would be wonderful. Do you want to take a crack at it first? Yeah. Yeah, so I understand her 100% because my son Ethan has Mm -hmm. ADHD um, along with oppositional defiant disorder, which that's that's a huge one because it's like for everything on a daily basis with him. I say yes, Mm. he says no. Absolutely everything. And then his ADHD was more with aggression. Um, And it took me a very long time. I've been in therapy since I can remember. My kids always been in therapy, family therapy, individual therapy, you know, like everything that the school offers. So I've always been very hands on with getting them their services. Um, but, you know, it's not it's not easy. It's something that you're going to have to learn how to manage um, at home mostly because, yes, therapy plays a big part. But what happens at mm-hmm. home plays a bigger part and how things will change right. for the better. You know, um, unfortunately, in my case, I had to go through the medication route. And I was one of those parents who always said, I'm never mm-hmm. giving my child medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had to swallow my words. Um, because then safety concerns right. got involved. And I, there I feel like parents can't be selfish, you know, and mm-hmm. you just have to do what you have to do. He was at risk. He was putting people around him at risk. The school couldn't handle him. It was a lot at home. So, you know, I had to go that route with the doctors. Um, I am definitely very on top of that. I don't allow them to escalate his dosage. I don't want my son looking like a zombie. I, I, you know, I'm not okay with none of that. So he's at a very low dose, but I feel like it's very more um, Mm -hmm. manageable. I feel like things are a bit more under control ever since because it was like that. It was something like I I was literally going crazy. And then dealing with Mason's autism, you know, then I had more kiddos in the picture. Listen, (laughs) it's been a lot. But um, that and therapy, but the whole medication thing clearly is a personal decision. I'm not telling any parents to go that route. That's something you do if you feel like it has to get done. Um, But therapy Mm -hmm. is very important. Maybe family therapy mm-hmm. will work out Especially for, for the other for the other child, right? Because she's having issues with her brother. Exactly. So you want to make sure that that doesn't turn into like yes. some sort of resentment or anything like that. Yes, mm-hmm. that could bring another problem in the picture. And that's what I was going through with my third son, Jace. Um, due to Ethan's ADHD, he was bullying him and like everything was, you're going to do what I say and things like that. So that was really affecting right. Jay's mental health as well, you know, mm-hmm. so on top of mine. So it's like therapy mm-hmm. helps the whole entire mm-hmm. family. But you have to be consistent, back to consistency, mm-hmm. back to routine. You have to take it serious and be on top of it and understand yes. that it's about your family, you know. And hopefully things work out. Um, children get older, too. They He might grow out of it a little bit and, you know, know how mm-hmm. to cope with the ADHD. 
and things can get easier for her. Um, I will say, again, one of my favorite things to say is patience. You have to have patience, especially for her and her husband. Um, He has ADHD as well. So, you know, that's where like difficulties kind of come in because, you know, he's probably getting triggered by certain things. She has sensory issues. So that's probably triggering her as well. So it's it's a very complicated scenario for sure. But, you know, just try to have as much patience as possible. Going to therapy can help you with any like coping, you know, mechanisms and coping strategies for you and your family. Um, that's very yes. important. Um, as far as uh, the the child repeating words over and over again, my son does that all the time, all the time. I feel like <laughs> it's that's you know, normal. at this point. I've kind of tuned him out when he does kind of things like that. Like he doesn't so much repeat words himself, but if he's watching something on the iPad, he'll literally like rewind three seconds, rewind three seconds, rewind three seconds. And I'm hearing the same thing over and over and over again. At this point, I kind of, I don't hear it anymore unless it's like yeah unless it's really really loud and like in my ear then I'm like all right like you need to lower that like let's let's get it together and it's funny because like when we're out he'll be doing it for a while and I and since I'm you know tuning it out I don't even notice and like people around will be like and I'm like you have to lower it because like we're outside (laughs) like I think you're driving everybody else crazy you know where you're not home so it's just You have to just try to, like you said, follow your child's pace as well. You know, they may grow out of it. Remember, you don't know if your child has autism yet, but autism is a delay, essentially. So, you know, in a couple of years, everything that he's doing, he may not be doing. He'll be doing other things, you know? So um, just try to have patience. Follow your children's cues as far as what they need. You said you wanted to break the cycle. So, you know, everything that you didn't think your parents did for you, do for your kid. You know, get them all the services that they that he requires. Um, If he's fidgety, try like weighted blankets or weighted vests or fidget spinners. They have so many things now. So many things. So just try to do your research and figure it out that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... That's going to conclude our episode. But before we go, is there anything that you wanted to add? Any advice or anything that you're promoting or talking about or thinking about at the moment? So I have an Instagram, which is genesis.autism underscore parenting. Um, It's just, you know, a personal Instagram I came up with because I used to advocate a lot in my Instagram. Um, And people are like, hey, I think you should create a page where you just focus on that because like, We love the way you just advocate and talk and spread awareness. And I feel like it can help new parents, parents of any child with any age. You know, I feel like you're a good fit for that. So I'm like, you know what? I think it's a good idea. And I've been getting so many people writing to me. Um, I feel like it's amazing. If I could, if I could take my experience and help another parent out and release their stress or at least warn them, you know, um, how I wasn't warned, honestly, because before Mason got diagnosed, yeah. I had no clue, believe it or not, what autism was. I learned that with time. Mm-hmm. I learned the reading, researching, and with him. So if I could just like give heads up to another parent, hey, this is what you can expect, and these are the things that you could try, so it could like be more smooth for you, then why not? It makes me feel better, you know? 
So right now I'm just really focused on that Instagram. Okay. I am not going to As lie. I want to write a book. I want to write a book about my life. I'm just, yes, I'm just, you know, I'm starting off at home writing and writing and see where that goes. I'll keep you guys posted. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that because I do agree with you. Um, You know, our sons are not that far apart in age, right? So when they were diagnosed, there was, no one was talking about Mm -mm. autism. That wasn't a thing in social media. Definitely not. Like it was nowhere. Um, Ethan was the first person I've ever known to have autism. So, and that's with my whole entire family. I would have to, you know, explain it to people. People would ask kind of silly questions Mm -hmm. at the time, sometimes insensitive questions. It was, it was very hard in the beginning. So I, in the same manner that you're just trying to spread awareness, that's what I feel like this podcast yes. is for me. I just want you know other moms to hear it and know that they're not alone because for a very long time I felt alone and separated from the entire. Are we the world. same person, Stephanie? And- <laughs> I think we Listen, are, <laughs> girl. Every word you're saying, I lived it. it it's incredible, I, mm-hmm. and I learned so much from Mason and all my kids. I learned a lot. I learned patience. I learned how to Mm -hmm. ignore ignorant people, give them a taste of their Mm -hmm. own medicine, ignore you because you're ignorant, right? (laughs) Um, Because back then I was very quick to like, what are you looking at? You know, like my son is bothering you, then cover your ears, like these type of things. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I don't see anybody, you know, it is Mm -hmm. what it is. I'm I'm not going to change my child. He is who he is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's his world. My job as his mom is to teach the world how to understand him. Yes, um, I love that. I love yeah. that. All right. So your Instagram will definitely be linked in the description so that my followers or my listeners can go follow you mm-hmm. on Instagram if they, you know, if they want yes. to get more information, see what your day-to-day looks like, everything that you do with Mason. And I do want to commend you for everything that you do Thank for you. your kids. You I watch too. your you too, you know, I watch your stories. Thank you. You too. <laughs> and it's I know it's not easy, you know, so I commend you, you know, round of applause for you because you're doing it every single day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Autism Mommy podcast, and I will see you soon. Okay, bye. bye.